You're listening to The Brand Compass, conversations to navigate your way to building a brand fit for purpose and poised for success. Here's your host, Shelley Rosland. Well, hello there. Thank you for tapping on this episode to listen to today. This is the show where we get into deep and meaningful conversations around where your brand meets the humans you serve. I'm Shelley, and I'm your host on this conversational journey. And do I have a treat for you today? I've invited one of my really talented and smart friends to come and share her insights with you today. We're going to talk a little bit about a mix around evolving your business, spotting where maybe you need to shift or change, and even possibly cover some elements of brand personality definition. So I started attending Social Media Marketing World back in 2016. This is the conference that's held in San Diego, and it was one of the pivotal points in my professional life in that I finally found a place where people not only understood what I was saying and thinking, but that I could actually learn from and bounce off of. And in those early days of the conference, it was still relatively small and you could really get to know people very well. And you even managed to connect with and have some conversations with the speakers. And one of those speakers was Andrea Val, who I've been following for a while. Now, you may already know Andrea, but in case you're not totally familiar, let me give you some of her background so you have a feel for the context for bringing her into this conversation today. So Andrea is an author, consultant, international speaker, and trainer who specializes in Facebook ads. She's appeared on top lists on entrepreneur.com, inc.com, and other leading business listing sites. Since 2009, Andrea has utilized her innate ability to make social media marketing and specifically Facebook ads, really easy to understand and implement to directly impact the growth trajectory of thousands of businesses through her training and her one-to-one consultancy. She's also the founder of Facebook Advertising Secrets, an online learning program for individuals and agencies, and has welcomed more than 700 students through her program. Part of Andrea's charm is her witty humor, which she practices often as a stand-up comedian in her spare time, and she lives in beautiful Colorado and is mom to two almost grown-up boys. So welcome, Andrea. Oh, thanks so much, Shelley. It's great to be here. Super fun. So should we kick off the conversation, Andrea, just to fill in our listeners as to why I wanted to bring you on to chat today? And that was mainly because yeah. I've been following you for quite a while now, and since we got to meet each other in Oh gosh, 2018, I think we got to actually meet properly, but we've kind of stayed in touch. But I feel like over the years, your business has changed. Am I right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's definitely evolved. You know, I started the business as Grandma yeah. Mary, social media entertainer. Yeah. So that was a whole different Yeah, brand. we're going to talk about that just now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And then um, went on to yeah, write Facebook marketing all in one for dummies, along with Amy Porterfield and Phyllis Kerr. And Phyllis and I ended up launching Social Media Manager School. And now I've really focused my brand down to just mostly Facebook and Instagram advertising. Yeah. So it's this bit that I wanted to drill down on. Um, and and it's how you get to this point of actually, you know what it's like when you first, especially in our industry, it's incredibly difficult, isn't it? You start quite wide and then you narrow over time. But can you remember back in those days, like when you did start and then you did evolve? Because now you've you've um, you split from the social media 
uh, trainer sc- uh, social media manager tra- manager school. Yeah. school. Manager so when school. did you get to yeah. the point where you thought, okay, this is the next thing? Like, what were your triggers? What did you? S- yeah, well, back in my day when I started, yeah, <laughs> I know there was only, I know there was only four social media platforms. Yeah, that would, geez, <laughs> that would be lovely. I know. So, yeah, and, and and that is sort of the impetus that happened with that is that when we were training on social media, you know, I, I, I did specialize a little bit more in my blog around Facebook. Like I did in, in those early days, did uh, also talk about Twitter and LinkedIn and YouTube and things like that. But most of my blog was around Facebook. And that is actually why I got the book deal with the Facebook Marketing All-in-One for Dummies and have kind of always stayed mostly in that lane. And then we did, Phyllis and I launched social media manager school. But as social media got more and more complicated, as all the platforms introduced ads and all the different, you know, you know, groups and things like that, it got more and more difficult to keep up that uh, training and keep up that wide scope. Keeping your how to content. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, and things were evolving faster. Like before there'd be one change every six months and now, you know, it was, then it started evolving. Yeah. Right. Hour to hour. (laughs) So, so that's reason why it just got too uh, exhausting to kind of think about keeping up with that whole spectrum just with the two of us. And I, I really was finding better success with focusing down just on just Facebook ads, actually, as I really narrowed down just to even just that more more niche content because it was easier to keep up with and I was having more success with that in um, in attracting the people who wanted to learn just that one skill. Yeah, and no, I think I would agree with that. And that's also why we kind of moved on from broad be, being too broad and trying to then narrow down. Because right. even within Facebook, right. like you say, with Facebook then expanded yeah. to such a degree that there were like <laughs> 9, 10, 11 products within Facebook and it just became impossible. I know, right? right? Yep. So, so talk me through a little bit. So you guys started the social media manager school, but then you, then you decided mm-hmm. to walk away from that like that must have been a really difficult decision yeah it was it was really very it was it was kind of upsetting for both of us and because well we did sell the school that was kind of a a nice thing yeah we sold it to agora pulse and that was kind of a uh, that felt good because we knew the school would then continue on and have a life and phyllis has continued to stay on with them and you know yeah. be have that continuity in there too and and support that group and I think that's been really great but it was very it was a little bit traumatic because that was our group that was we had had retreats with the group we had we had built it from the ground up into this amazing place where you know over a thousand people had gone through the training. I think, I think it was like somewhere around 1500 or more people had gone through the, the paid training. And so it was, it was hard to do, but I knew that to keep my sanity (laughs) as much as I could, (laughs) it was about like making it that choice. And then how do you find, and I mean, cause you know, we're all trying to balance our being a mom, <laughs> you know, yes, running a home, yes. having children, and also trying to run the business and that. Did you did you feel like you also part of that sanity check was trying to work out actually what kind of what is your ideal working life? Like, how do you want to be able to? Right, 
Right. And that's kind of like been a huge guiding principle for me is that I want to really make sure that I'm focusing on my kids and my family life. I am a big proponent of taking vacations this year. I took seven vacations and it it is by design, right? It is very intentional. And I structure the way my business is built around making sure I, I have that family life. Now, it's not always perfect, for sure. I I think when I was growing it, it was tough. I was up sometimes till one, two in the morning, sometimes working because I would be more present with my kids during the day when yeah. they were younger. As they as they grew, the nice thing was then my business could also evolve too when they didn't, they were, you know, doing more school activities that I didn't need to be a part of, then it was easier in that way. They're out, they're a little more independent, especially they got cars. I didn't even see them anymore. (laughs) They're also a little bit more independent now, aren't they? So yeah. 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 For sure now. And that's kind of the nice thing is that, you know, it it can evolve, but I'm also still intentionally focused on making sure I get downtime. I get time to relax. I, I didn't build this business to work myself into the ground. No, and I don't think any of us should. <laughs> but it's yeah, hard to get no. out of that mindset from employee days, isn't it? It is. To go into self-employment. It uh, is. So you're focusing more now on the online program. So do you want to, mm-hmm. if you're if you're happy to, just talk me through the, the main offers that you just focus on now? Because I do feel like as soon as your focus is narrowed, you can almost focus all your attention on on a handful of things. Am I right? Right. Yeah. And actually kind of an interesting piece that I didn't even share with you before was that I'm getting ready to widen it just a little bit. And I have, yeah, I have it. I have just a little bit widened it with my new podcast as well. So, you know, for a while, all I was focusing on was speaking, consulting and ads management. And then I had the course as well. So those kind of four, four offers, the main, Yeah. And the main, the main income from my business has kind of gone up and down depending on what was happening. So for example, when I was before COVID, it's always like BC or PC. Yeah. Uh, BP. 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 I know, right? Yeah. Yeah. So before pandemic. Yeah. (laughs) So I was doing more, I was more focused on the course and yeah, of course. I didn't do a lot of speaking, actually. I've never I've never had that as a main source of income for me. I would speak like maybe once a month, twice a month, maybe. So the main my main income was coming from the course, and I was really focusing on that. I didn't want to grow the agency side as much. But then when the pandemic hit, what happened was the uh, my agency side grew and exploded because now everyone was trying to get online with their advertising. So I was able to respond to that and, you know, really grow that side of my business up. And there was definitely some challenges with that too, as I had growth pains with team not members, not having the right, house. yeah, team members, I was having to do it all myself and yeah. all that stuff. So that was kind of a little bit of a pivot. And then more recently, I'm, I'm going to widen my scope a little bit with my course and offer more of the other ads platforms along with the Facebook and Instagram ads, because I'm recommending that people diversify more. So I want to support Especially that. Pinterest, you know, I mean, that's, been, yeah. you know, growing and, and obviously YouTube and I don't know, Google's. Yeah. I mean, just 
Google's always been Google, but yeah, I think I think it makes sense for more companies to really diversify their ad strategy because Facebook has been kind of erratic and a little bit, you know, who knows. And also, so I think, I think it feels like they don't really want small businesses anymore. Like the way that it's pushing things, it's yeah, challenge, it's a big challenge. Yeah. yeah. And they, they'll shut down accounts with no, with no warning. And that's when you have to have some sort of backup method of getting people into your business and into your funnel. I know, really, really difficult. So, okay. So that's interesting. So that you've, you, you're going to, and we're going to talk a little, little bit about your podcast a bit later as well. So I think we've, we've chatted before of how I use the Pearson Marks 12 brand archetypes. Um, I'm mm-hmm, sure you would have heard mm-hmm. of them already, right? Yeah. So we we use that. I use that within my group program to just help the participants to kind of formulate what their brand personality is. So of course, you know, you're the queen of brand personality. <laughs> so, so talk me through. We we mentioned Grandma Mary. So like, I think probably one of the, the initial you know experiences of mine of seeing Andrew was dressed up as Grandma Mary at Social Media Marketing World. Talk me talk yeah. me through that and where you are today and how you kind of blend that yeah. comedian side to you. Yeah. Yeah. It was really a crazy idea that I had when I was starting my business. And the funny thing was, I was going to always brand myself as Grandma Mary. I was, I was, I, in my head, I wasn't going to even a have Andrea in as part of the mix at all. I know I was just going to be this crazy grandma who was going around and, you know, grandma Mary's motto was if grandma Mary can do it, then you can do it too. Uh-huh. And, you know, and that kind of included both being a little bit crazier in your business and just be having the step-by-step attitude of, of saying, this is how you do Facebook ads and we're going to walk you through it. And it's not, you know, it's not, I tried to make it not overwhelming. So the, the funny thing is, is that I, I really enjoy wearing wigs. I enjoy comedy. And so that was a great fit for me to be, to have that brand personality. And it worked really well. And I really believe that my success and the reason my brand grew was because that brand personality was so memorable. And that is really, truly why I got the book deal to write Facebook marketing all in one for dummies. I haven't seen her lately though. What happened to her? No, no, I did. She did retire because she, I got a little bit concerned that I was needing her glasses. Maybe the wrinkles were coming in a little too close to home there. It was like, (laughs) (laughs) so, and the other thing that actually did come out of it is that I did feel like it was time to bring more of myself into the mix and brand myself. And so we had a little retirement party for her and she, Burned she retired. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I said, I did tell people she's not dead. No. She's just, you know, retired. Yeah. So she's sleeping a bit more. <laughs> she, yeah, she's, you know, she's at the buffet. She's, <laughs> <laughs> I think this is something that um, I, I had Ian on recently, you know, Ian, IAG Ian, Ian Anderson Gray. And we were talking yeah. a little bit with him because he was also struggling a bit with this element, which I think a lot of us struggle with is, you know, back in the day when social media was first kind of starting, we were trying to keep things personal and keep things business. Yeah. yeah. And I think this brand personality thing, especially if you can use your personal brand, it kind of just helps you to be able to be more of you and just be For sure. the things that 
Do you feel like it, it does attract more of the kinds of people that you want to work with? Yeah, well, for sure. And I actually, back when I was doing Grandma Mary, I had people who told me they wouldn't work with me because it was too weird. And I'm like, cool. That's great. You're not my people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I want to work with weird people. I want to work with people who have a sense of humor, who are fun. And so I think it does help to really show what you're about because people want to know who they're going to work with a little bit more. And I think it does help to, you know, be a little bit more transparent, authentic, all those words yeah. that are, you know, buzzwords right now. But I do, I mean, I think there's a there are buzzwords for a reason. And I think humor has always been a big part of, of, of what I do and what I like. So I'm happy to attract people who enjoy that kind of thing. And also you get to be more of yourself more of the time instead of trying exactly. to hide behind. I'm not a corporate. I know. No. I'm so not a corporate person. And uh, so it's just never been like, you know, I've had people tell me they're like, oh, you should work with big corporations more because they pay more. And I'm like, yeah, I, think I, don't, I think they'll like me. <laughs> I don't want to do that. So, no, yeah. they, they're gonna they're gonna fill you with joy as well, isn't it? Working yeah, with exactly, mm. exactly. I really enjoy helping the types of businesses I help, and you know, and it's you know, some of these businesses I've watched grow from small businesses into multi million dollar businesses, and it's so exciting. It feels like I make I'm making such a big Difference. impact, and I, yeah, and I think that when you're really clear about the type of person you are and the brand you are, you can attract that right brand, right client to you. And also saves you time, doesn't it? Because it filters out the people that are tire kickers or the people that are going to yeah. waste your, you know, waste your energy yeah. as well. Yes. Yeah. Yes, for sure. So we talked a little bit in the beginning, like when you went self-employed, and I think a lot of people have different reasons for jumping that employment ship. So you were like mm -hmm. around, did you say 2003-ish? Yep. What What was your impetus? I mean, everybody's got different reasons, good or bad. Like, I'm going to start a business. Not that I think yeah. anybody has a great idea before they do that. <laughs> I know. It was, so for me, I was actually laid off from my job. And that, it, I had a one-year-old son at home, my oldest son. And it was, I loved my job. And like you said, it's funny because people always say, what? You were an engineer? Yeah, so tell, tell, tell the listeners what your job actually was. <laughs> I worked in, I was, I, I went to school for mechanical engineering and then I was a, I, I ended up in the telecom world and I was a systems engineer uh, supporting telecom equipment. So I would help walk people through how to set up their equipment, how to troubleshoot it, all that stuff. We were we would support them in that and they had all different types of telecom equipment. So I had to learn all this different types of equipment. And I think that is really the thread that has been through my life is really taking technical things, being able to break them down into simple steps understanding what's going on and being able to communicate that back and help people through a complicated technical issue in a lot of cases. And I've, I've always loved marketing and I always did want to start my own business. I started when I was five years old, I was selling my paintings door to door for a penny a piece. You know, <laughs> I was like, you know, I had all the lemonade stands. I had all kinds of weird little crazy ideas there. So it it actually ended up being such a blessing to be laid off because I got to stay at home with my son for a while and, you know, really be present for that. But then as I was 
kind of getting a little antsy. I wanted to start a side business. And that's when I started this blog. Oh, I, I had an in-home wine tasting business for a little while too. And that's kind of where I saw the power of social media. And and so... It must have been really yeah. early days. I mean, gosh. Yeah. Yeah. It was early. Yeah. It was really early. It was when things were just getting started for, for Facebook pages and stuff like that. And uh, so what I had people doing is they were telling me, hey, I see what you're doing with your wine business. I can see that you're growing it using Facebook and Twitter. Could you show me how to do it? And so then I was like, yeah, I, you know, so I started doing kind of some on the side consulting with that. That's so funny because my mine was I I'd left self-employment as a um, front. I was working in the franchise world. So I became a franchise consultant and my journey <laughs> through was also as well 2007. So uh, and nobody was buying the franchise consulting, but what they did want is because I was starting to investigate blogging and yeah. um, and the social side for my own use, like you say. Right. And like, oh, but could you tell me a bit about this Twitter thing? I was like, well, no one's going to pay me to give them advice. On social. Yeah, yeah. But then it all it all like kicked off and flipped, you know, the other yeah, way. That's so. that's so interesting. That's wild how it happens, right? <laughs> yeah. It's just like all of a And I think that's what it is. It's following, being open to following the curiosity in what people are asking for. Yes. And I think that's what's been part of the pivoting along my business as well, is that I see where the needs are and people are asking for more of this. And so you just, you know, move towards that as long as that thing is bringing you joy. Yeah. Yeah. And you're not just hop skipping and jumping each time. So right. Yeah. 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 Right. So with your, with your online, pro- I know you, we'll, we'll talk about your podcast because I'm interested to hear what you, if you're building a product around that as well. But mm. mm-hmm. with your, I'm interested with your um, online programs because I'm, you know, I run my group program and at the moment my feedback bits are quite intensive because I spend a lot of one-to-one because I'm still growing that group program, but you're quite, right. a, you're quite a while in. How do you mm-hmm. keep ensuring that you're solving the right problem, if that makes sense, yeah. within the program? Yeah, for sure. For sure. That's a huge thing because especially when you start getting more and more people in, people have different needs and have different things. And of course, as entrepreneurs, we are idea factories, right? We're like, woo! let's go for all the things. But it is about, you know, like taking in surveys, trying to ask the right questions so that you're really understanding the needs of the group and making sure it's a fit for the program too. So, so it is, it is a challenging to kind of make decisions because we're always making a decision on the types of time we need to invest into something. I think that's, and and of course, money, there's always like, you know, if you need to build something new or hire someone or whatever to support it. Yeah. Yeah. So I am always a big proponent of doing little tests first and kind of having little launches to see what's, what's going to fit. Like I've been doing some profitable ad six week workshops to see, is that how is that taking off? Or is that okay. something like live workshops versus, you know, on-demand training versus one-on-one, things like that. that so see. almost experimenting with format, but then maybe doing something in a mini way just to test the yeah. idea. Yeah. 
Yeah, because you don't want to launch them. The worst thing is building this whole thing that someone doesn't need and guessing on that. Because what that happened to me for my very first product, I, I did 31 days to, I think it was like 31 days to a social media mastery or 30 days or something to social media mastery. And it was, the idea was it was a a video every day. Oh, God. And <laughs> I, I know, I know. And I sold two. So <laughs> I worked so hard on it oh. and I sold, I just sold two. And, you know, the thing that actually was funny is that a lot of people might be discouraged from that, but I was like, Hey, someone bought something from me. <laughs> I was like, I, I'm kind of happy about that. I mean, it was tons of yeah. tons of work, and if I'd calculated the dollars per hour, I probably would have cried. But but at the same time, I saw the potential, and I thought, you know what, that was too much. I, I got feedback. That's what I always do when I have a launch. I'll say, why didn't you buy? And try and get some feedback. And of course, you ignore some of the. I Nonsense. have no money. I yeah. have no. You know, yeah. some of the some of the stuff is an excuse. But you have to try and dig a little bit deeper into what yeah. the real objection is. And so, then I said, okay, that was too long. Let's do something else. And I sold more the next time because I really pared it down and made it more streamlined and took the feedback from people. So that's yeah, what it's about. That's really good advice. So tell me now about the so the podcast. To yes. interested about, but then have you created a, a product to go along with that or? Yeah, yeah. So the idea with the podcast, so what happened with me is I got kind of burnt out in with, I, you know, iOS changes that was exhausting. Yeah. You know, I got kind of burnt out from a lot of things. I was working really hard during COVID, which was kind of weird because I was having a lot of personal challenges as well. And it was tough. It was a tough couple of years. And I know it was tough for everybody. Yeah. And so I was, I was a little burnt out. And I said, what can I do to re-energize me? And I'd always thought about starting a podcast. And of course, people, oh, you should start a podcast. But I never really wanted to make it about Facebook ads. And I thought, you know what? Well, I you want to very much talk about it in the end, would you? <laughs> you yeah. kind of like need something more that could go on. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 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 And so I decided that. I said, what is something that I'm passionate about that I re that I have a message about that I think is in that will also inspire me? And so I started this late starters club and podcast. And it's all about people who started something new in their 40s, 50s, and beyond. And it has been so energizing, so exciting. It's got its own whole brand on its own. I'm I'm certainly a big part of it like my picture is everywhere in the on the on the brand but it has its own branding and you know the idea with it is just to grow it grow sponsorships have another stream of income that's different than that what I'm doing right now mm -hmm. and um, also really make that systematized so it's not taking up too much of my time and energy to create that. Eventually, what I want to do is have more sponsorships on it and probably have a membership where yeah. we're offering extra content, more content, bonus content through that. So that's the that's the idea of where that's going. And um, I see also like just think because, you know, I always advise podcasts, especially um, subject matter experts, because it's mm -hmm. it's a really good way to by you talking and demonstrating your skill and the conversation uh, from a consultancy perspective. It's a really good channel to do. But mm -hmm. I, what I'm also I am interested in the monetizing of it, but the I know you can do the paid subscriptions for podcasts, but you can also right. do you know, you met, you'll probably know more. So I'm probably going to ask you this now anyway, but Instagram and subscriptions. Mm -hmm. 
How how does that really work? I know that's a technical thing to ask you now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I haven't really dove into no, that side not. of things because I think what my my goal is really to grow. I mean, there's so many different ways to grow your income right now. There's Patreon and da da da. Yeah. You know, blah blah. There's lots of dis- different decisions on how you're going to monetize that. And for me, I wanted to make the content really public. Uh, for the interviews and for the the two other episodes I'll I do each week I do three episodes a week and make that all free so that I'm growing the sponsorship side of it rather than having the individuals pay for the content I'll so so that's okay. that's kind of my eventual goal and probably what I would do is if I do a memberships piece of it the membership would be on some sort of platform maybe like mighty networks or maybe you know some Circle membership type of pro yeah. yeah kajabi or something like that oh, yeah okay no it's really good oh no it's, i'm really enjoying um the podcast i think it's a nice idea as well because a lot of people don't really realize you know entrepreneurs are not 20 somethings there's there's a big I know. Chunk of entrepreneurs who are not. Yes. Yeah. And people think, oh, it's too late. Oh, I wanted to do that before. And I, you know, so I didn't start stand up comedy till I was almost 40. I didn't start competing in athletic events until I was, you know, 50. I didn't start, you know, like all this stuff. I started my, my business when I was, 30, whatever, 39, you know, or something like that. Yeah. So, you know, it definitely like you can start at a, at a, at a different age and you have a lot of time left. So much time, so much time left. Yeah. Because the old, uh, oh, you'll retire and sit on your laurels. It just doesn't oh, happen anymore. No, <laughs> no. Who wants to do that? Boring. <laughs> I, I, I think I'll be doing something, you know, it doesn't, not that I'll be working 50 hours a week or anything, right. but you know, you can definitely do Lots of things. But that's also the beauty of being a knowledge worker, isn't it? That you've got a bit of a diversification in how you can do things and diversify your income, isn't it? Right. Smart way to do it. Right, right. right. For sure. For sure. I've had so much fun chatting to you, Andrea. Yes. We could just carry on. But I do need to bring the episode to a close. But if uh, people want to find out a little bit more about you or your Facebook ad training or even about the podcast or the work you do, how can they find you? Yeah. Everything is at Andrea Valda. A-N-D-R-E-A-V-A-H-L.com. And that, yeah, you can see my podcast on there. You can see my stand-up comedy on there. You can see my, you can get a link to my my courses on there, all that stuff. And yeah, training, all that kind of thing. We'll pop we'll pop it into the show notes as well. So everybody, yeah. which which is your social media platform that you prefer the most in terms of chatting to your community? It is Facebook. It is yeah. Facebook. Oh, still Facebook. Be loyal, still Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Thank you so much for joining for me today, um, Andrea, and sharing your journey with us and being really uh, genuine. It's not always uh, an easy thing to do to, to talk about what goes on behind the scenes. Uh, no, thanks say. so much, Shelley. It was super fun. So fun. <laughs> You're a real pro to follow in this space and I thoroughly enjoy your content. I love having you in my inbox and getting yeah. to chat to you and we go to conferences whenever mm-hmm. we get to do that again. I know. Your comic business genius is a delight to have in my world. Thank you very much. Oh, thanks, Shelley. <laughs> and that's it for this episode, folks. Thank you so much for choosing to listen to us today. Did that help you in perhaps tackling how to blend the business you with the personal you into something that feels right for you? Or 
Even Andrea sharing about how she picked up and actioned the changes that have evolved her business over time. Who do you know that could do with hearing Andrea's story? Share this episode. Go on, you know you want to. Until next time, stay strong, believe you have value, and make good brand decisions. Thank you for listening to The Brand Compass. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to share it with your entrepreneurial friends and help them make good brand decisions. Until next time, let's keep the conversation going at shellyrosland.com.